Hey everybody, today is March 30th, 2022. It is a Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be talking a little quiet because I'm actually at the library. Um, because this is a place where I was able to find, you know, quiet space to record this. Um, this article is about a photo shoot I did with Mywin and Luna. Mywin was a photographer and Luna was a stylist. So here we go. My first time meeting Mywin was in October of 2021. She'd reached out to me on Instagram to inquire on a photo shoot while she was in town. For some months, I'd been steadily navigating the motions and growing pains of freeing myself from body dysphoria. I'd used my body desperately in the summer and hid it reclusively in the fall and winter. I had no intentions of letting anyone take photos of me for some time, but when I looked at Mywin's Instagram portfolio, I was stimulated. I was intrigued by the diversity of her portraits, the vibrancy of their colors, and the sort of metaphysical signature imbued into her work. I said yes, though I had nothing much to offer aside from my time. I did not feel very physically confident at the time, having recently cut my hair into a mullet after some intense spiritual motions. I didn't have much in the form of clothes, and I certainly was not prepared to have any makeup done. I was far from an open canvas to work with. I expressed my willingness to be photographed, but was honest about my limitations. Myron accommodated my circumstances, though. She arrived at sunrise on a late October day, came inside, and we talked as I got myself ready, doing what I could to make myself look prettier than I perhaps felt. We went outside and took a set of photos which, when I look at them now, are tinged with the energy of physical transition. I look like a version of myself caught between the past of long hair, prettiness and blissful naiveness and the evolved form of my present short head a little hardened but aware and serene in my physical reality my favorite picture was one where i'm sitting cross-legged in front of my house at the rising of the morning sun particularly because i experienced no body dysphoria from the image of my face i see in that picture my mother's features When this angle of my physical form is captured, I call it my femme face. When I can glimpse it, I feel satisfied. This shoot, not shared with the same eagerness as others I've participated in, was a pleasant and memorable experience. I promised Mywin that when the time came and I felt better about myself, that I'd love to shoot again the right way. This past winter... Mywin reached out and asked if I'd be down to shoot again, this time around with coordination. She enlisted the help of Luna. Luna and I have known each other in passing for some years now, talking here and there at parties, events, and on social media. I believe that in all that time, we never came into more intimate contact because I just wasn't ready, mentally, to absorb and appreciate the blessing of her energy. This yiddle, that daughter new friendship was opened. I like to think it was earned. I headed over to Luna's house close to the date of the shoot. 
One step, we set to the task of finding what I'd wear. I recently created my serenity jeans, which you can learn the context of in another published article and podcast episode. We knew we wanted to incorporate the jeans into the shoot. We went through some pieces she had before settling on the color black. It was an intentional decision, as it is a color I am developing a deep affinity for. When I wear black, the color feels like armor. It accentuates aspects of my soul that I wish I was better at communicating with words. Black makes me feel safe. Like when I put it on, I become someone different, older, wiser. In black, there is no need to say what might need saying in other colors. As Luna layered several pieces into a single look, we talked about various things in the quiet calm of her front room, which I love. Because it reminds me of my childhood. It feels like your aunt's house. I stood with my torso bare, a meaningful submission. I feel at my most vulnerable without clothes on, exposed, unarmored by the intentional shaping and placement of fabrics which aid me in the illusion of weight and curvature. With nothing on, there is nowhere to hide my bones. My body hair, the truth of my testosterone, and the subtle masculinity of my form. I stood with my chest cupped in crossed hands, allowing Luna to fit the black corset around my waist. Then her own handmade piece, the focal point of the outfit, around my chest. We placed on the gloves, the jewelry. I was reassured throughout the preparation of my beauty beyond the physical, beyond its usefulness. A final component was manifested from a stack of fabrics, a veil, black and embroidered. I'd always wanted to wear a sheer veil, but in my mind had always imagined white. The black, though, gave what it was supposed to give. I'm always wary of shoots styled by others because I am sensitive with my image and my submission to clothes and photographic capture. I looked at this ensemble and can admit It's not something I would have come up with myself, but upon seeing it, I was not displeased, and further, my spirit rose with excitement. We took some impromptu photos in her front room to send to Mywin, and it wasn't until I saw the image of myself in a particular pose that I see me in a form like I hadn't seen before. Nothing about this look gave little girl, flirty girl, green girl, vulnerable girl. Everything about it just screamed groan back at me. Groan, more sensual than sexual. Despite the exposure of my skin, the look was balanced, profound, a product of ingenious alchemy which took many parts and made it whole. Luna and I mirrored our excitement, and I had to give her props. She is indeed a capable stylist, not only for her ability to put together a look, I would argue, hardly for that as it's a skill many can master. I think what made my styling experience with Luna so special was the trust manifested through the exchange, the bareness and submission of my form, not shrouded in my performative and defensive armor of beauty, talent, or fashion. I made myself open to be cared for and found sincerity in her eyes, truth in her words, joy, and safety in her home. Trust is not a matter of opinion. It's a physical reaction to the sensation of vocal frequency, sight, and touch. It's a phenomenon of relief, 
when you step into someone's home and your body relaxes versus tenses. Trusting Luna felt very natural, and once I was styled by her hands, I knew that if I had to choose a stylist in the future, I'd go to her first, not just because of how she made me look, but how she made me feel, shiny and new, like a black diamond, appreciated but not coveted. The day of the shoot, I went back to Luna's house and had my makeup done, another almost unprecedented occurrence. She gave me a nice and natural beat, accented by rhinestones, lashes, and finger waves. I saw myself and was not triggered by my reflection, not appearing as I had feared I would like a boy in drag. I didn't look like anything but myself, just a bit glamorous, a little fancy. I got dressed, and Mywin arrived ready for our adventure, and we knew we wanted our location to be in the area. When it was considered, I insisted on Hunter's Field at the intersection of St. Bernard and Claiborne. Visually, it's an ordinary place to most. It is perhaps just another park at another intersection. My mind took me, as it always does, to a singular perception in a focused direction. I knew, as I always do, that when I put on black, it is more than a color. It is a channeling, an invocation of an Orisha of which I pay much respect to and have talked about in previous writing. Oya. Spirit of lightning, thunder, change, transitions, and the dead. Constantly, I find myself moving through the portals of life's lessons and cycles. Every month is an evolution, a drastic change and dramatic climax of the death of who I was to make room for who I am becoming. I've been blessed to learn that one of Claiborne Avenue's many historical aspects is its function, which I process as a portal, back in the days of the slave trade and bondage. There were ancestors brought to the prison scape of New Orleans who managed to escape bondage by running the gauntlet of their captors and crossing over the axis we now identify as Claiborne Avenue into the swamps where their pursuers could not follow. Crossing the axis was to enter the realm of freedom. Here, I felt my own shift into a new freedom. Over the course of history, This section of my ancestral land has manifested into a center for black commerce, gathering, celebration, and passage. On St. Joseph night, black masked Indians of the Seven Ward and Treme gather in proximity to the very field that caught my eye. My companions may have only registered sunbathed grass and concrete of the interstate, but I saw it for what it could not be seen physically in the moment. I saw the field for my memories, those of this life and past. I processed it for a portal of transition, change, metamorphosis, dressed for the shift. I was Oya at the bridge to somewhere else. I'm always moving towards some portal. It's habitual now, my drastic changes. I believe the change of that day was the shift away from body dysphoria. I haven't felt the itch of physical scrutiny for some time now. What plagued me for so long now just feels like a pale memory, hazy and no longer of consequence, its weight not heavy against my developed strength. That day it wasn't the clothes or the makeup that made me beautiful, it was my openness, my elevation, my proficiency in self-protection, and the redirection of my own negativity into the ease of something fun and natural as dressing up and taking pictures. 
The moment where my physical beauty and capacity for physical attraction was no longer of consequence was when I indeed felt more physically attractive than I had in many months. We took beautiful pictures in the sun under Myron's skillful direction and Luna's dutiful maintenance. The shoot flowed. It was easy, proficient. I loved the breeziness of skillfully executed craftsmanship when creatives of serious intention and caliber can come together and have fun, but prioritize professionalism, care, and respect. I'm grateful for work that is kind, light, careful, and high vibrational. I'm grateful for safety and respect in art. If you're in need of a stylist or a photographer for intentional and creative projects, I encourage my audience to reach out to either or both Luna and Mywin. You can follow both creatives on Instagram at Honey Blue Clue, Honey Blue Clue, and that's H O N E Y B L U E C L U E, and at Mywin Route, M A I W E double n r a o u l t and that's our episode for today um i really enjoy doing my journalistic articles and um i think i'm going to be doing more it just might not be in the same frequency but i hope y'all enjoyed this episode Um, Please go and check out my links, check out um, my Patreon, check out my YouTube, check out the Instagram, um, check out the Mino Diaries, keep up with that. I'm going to have more of those coming out, more fashion stuff. Um, I recently started a new section of my website for just fashion, so I'm going to be migrating a lot of my content, um, my fashion content away from Instagram and onto my website. Or at least just having some exclusive things on the site that's not going to be on Instagram, you know? But okay. Thank y'all for listening. And I hope y'all have a wonderful day.